You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's first reading, St. James said, Above all, my brothers, do not swear by heaven or by the earth, or use any oaths at all. If you mean yes, you must say yes. If you mean no, say no. Otherwise, you make yourself liable to judgment. Very often, my dear brothers and sisters, we use this verse to speak against those who take oaths. We know, of course, that St. James was alluding to what Jesus also taught in the Sermon on the Mount, that we should not be taking oath. And so there are many Catholics and Christians, they take this verse out of context and say that it is against the Bible, therefore, to take oath or vows. But the truth is, we take oaths and vows. For those who are married, even for priests, even for bishops. So, are we going against what the scripture is asking us not to do? That is why it's very important to understand the real meaning of oath-taking. And it is good for us to take note that the context that St. James spoke against oath-taking is quite different from the context when Jesus forbade his disciples to take oath. In the context of Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, he was addressing the Pharisees and the religious leaders. They were taking oath, but they were making a mockery of their oath-taking because they distinguish between higher oath and lesser oath. And so they take all kinds of oath, but eventually override them by a higher oath. So in the end, at the end of the day, they weren't observing any oath. And so that's why Jesus told them, don't take oath, let your answer be yes or no. So it was not Jesus who was against oath-taking. It was the abuse of the way oath was taken by the religious leaders. Just for show, just to look good before society. In St. James' context, he was worried about his people. Remember, the whole letter of St. James was the community basically was a poor community. And they were facing a lot of trials and temptations. There was division in the community because there were some rich members in the community that were not doing their part. They were oppressing the poor. They did not pay their wages in time, as we read in yesterday's reading. And so they were oppressed. 
And St. James was worried that in the oppression, which he recommended that they should pray. And you know, many of us are like that. When we are under distress, when we are desperate, we make use of prayer to bargain with God. God, if you help me to strike lottery today, I will go for Mass every day. But after two weeks, you stop going for Mass. And then we feel guilty. We make all kinds of promises to God when we are in desperation. And then we regret. And then we live in guilt. That does not help us. That's why St. James says, just say yes or no. No need to make use of prayer just to bargain with God and take all kinds of presumptuous oath that we cannot fulfill at the end of the day. More importantly, St. James, in today's first reading, is that, yes, the recourse to injustices and suffering in our life is to pray. Pray for what? Pray for patience. That is the most important prayer. Patience. Patience as we wait for the justice of God to work in our life. Sometimes we think that God is not hearing our prayers. God is indifferent to our sufferings. And this is not true. In today's response to the psalm, we are told, it is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills. The Lord is compassionate and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. God will act. But we need to be patient. And for this reason, uh, St. James uh, used the example of Blessed Job. He was patient. Even though he suffered tremendously, yet he continued to trust in God. And he, of course, Job, he was struggling. He could not understand why he was being punished for the sins that he did not commit. And even when his friends were accusing him of being presumptuous, he remained faithful to God. My dear brothers and sisters, it is important for us, therefore, in times of difficulties, in times of suffering, yes, we need to pray. Pray for patience. Patience as we wait for the hand of God to work in our lives. And he will work. Now, when we bring these threefold themes of oath-taking, prayer, and patience in the context of today's gospel, what do we see? How can we apply? In today's gospel, Jesus spoke about marriage. And we know that marriage is a law. There are marriage laws. And for us Catholics as well, as Jesus in the gospel clearly mentioned, what God has united, man must not divide. So when we get married, we take oath, we take vows to remain faithful to one another. But you know, my dear brothers and sisters, there are some people who asked and questioned, 
Is it necessary to take vows? What's the use? Look at the many people in this world, they take marriage vows. Outside, outside the church or according to the law, they take vows. But look at the number of divorces that are taking place. And so many young people, modern generation today, they don't believe in marriage. They don't believe in marriage vows because they say, you take and you will break them anyway. So might as well we cohabitate. There is no need to take any vows in marriage. After all, if we are really in love with each other, do we need to take a vow? Can the vow seriously bind us together? In fact, on the contrary, it seems that if the marriage is not working, and that is why many people are saying the church lacks compassion, why doesn't the church allow divorce? Here, the husband and wife, they are quarreling day and night. Children are traumatic because of the constant bickering and fighting and even violence. And so, they are asking, how come the church is so cruel? Because of the laws? Not only they cannot separate, God cannot divorce, rather, and cannot remarry. He said, because of the law, my husband left me. I'm still a young lady. I'm in my 20s. Am I supposed to be a single for the rest of my life? Where is the justice of God? That is why in some Christian churches, they try to bend the law. They allow divorce because of human weakness. As today in the gospel, Jesus says, because you are so unteachable. That's why Moses in the end also relented, allowed them to have divorce. But for us Catholics, we say, no, no, no way, because the law was not instituted by the church. It was instituted by Christ. Christ is the legislator. We have no authority to change the law of our Lord. And that is why for us Catholics, we remain faithful to that law. But of course, we know it is a real challenge in today's married life. Husband and wife are working. Both have many commitments. Many do not really have time even for communication, for real communication to share their feelings, to bond them together emotionally, not just in terms of daily life, the duties and routine, but to share deeply. We tend to take each other for granted. It becomes just another business family partnership huh, to look after children. But there is no real time for deep sharing, for encouragement for love, it is very business-like. Many of our marriages are very business-like. They don't sit down together, even sometimes to have a meal, because of so many challenges. And then, today, again, you know, both couples are equally educated. They have their own views of life. 
And if they are from mixed marriages, even more difficult in terms of raising children, dealing with in-laws, in terms of education, in terms of values, they will be fighting all the time. So how can we continue to preserve that marriage? So does it mean, therefore, since it is so difficult, no use taking the oath? But the truth is, the church says, we must take the oath. Because the oath can help us to persevere. To persevere. When times are difficult, we have to persevere. When the sufferings come in marriage, we need to persevere. Because today our people give up so easily. The moment they have a little conflict, okay, we divorce. They're taking marriage too lightly. And it depends on just emotional, uh, you can say, ties. But it is more than that. There is an obligation, there's a commitment to the family, to the children. So we need to think through seriously before we get married. That's why the church says, please, Catholic couples, give us a few months to prepare you for your wedding. And many of us have no time. And then after the marriage breaks down because of lack of preparation, they blame the church. So it's very important. So the laws are meant to help us to strengthen that marriage, to persevere, especially when the going is tough, not to give up so easily. But if the situation really, really is irreconcilable and more harm is being done because the couples have been so deeply wounded by each other, all the harsh words said, all the uh, painful actions that both of them have taken against each other, and they just simply cannot forgive. That is why in marriage, you notice the law of indisability presupposes faith in God. If you have no faith in God, I think it's impossible. Very difficult, very difficult to really uh, continue to live together even though the marriage is so difficult because the couples are so incompatible. But if we have faith in God, we revere God, we love God, we love Jesus, then we will try. Then we will pray. We will pray. We will pray for wisdom, for patience. Maybe we need to get to know each other. Maybe we need to adjust. Maybe we are purifying each other. We are spiritual benefactors and benefactors as well. Helping each other to be purified in love. Mm, that it will work. That's why without faith, without prayer, without patience, I think it will be too challenging to manage marriage life today. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.